Iowa everywhere. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Hawkeye reaction following Iowa's 22 to nothing win against Rutgers. Now, this is the same Rutgers team who gave Ohio State a pretty solid game through three quarters last week. The Buckeyes pulled away late, but Rutgers was was in that game for for quite a while, did some things, you know, scored, you know, was it 16 points, something like that. And uh, Iowa, absolute domination in this game. Rutgers with 127 yards of total offense. They ran just 41 plays, and Iowa ran 77. That type of disparity doesn't often happen in Iowa's favor. This was an absolute defensive dismantling, one of the best defensive games Iowa's played all season, one of the better defensive games Iowa's played in the last couple of years. Now, I'm not saying that Rutgers' offense is a juggernaut. They're not. Um, Very one-dimensional. Wimsat, their quarterback, just never looked comfortable in the pocket all day. Once Iowa got up 12-0, I tweeted out that, you know, you're talking about a two-score lead, and this quarterback has not looked comfortable all day. Phil's going to release the hounds. You knew there was an interception coming. That happened. Um, Iowa with a, a fantastic, fantastic today. Northwest, or Rutgers drive chart, Six plays punt, six plays punt, four plays punt, four plays punt, the half. Seven plays punt, three plays punt, three plays punt, three plays punt, interception, three plays punt. Rutgers' second half possessions, one, two, three, four, five, six of them, their first possession of the second half was for seven plays and 25 yards. Other than that, the rest of the way, and we're talking two more possessions in the third quarter and three possessions in the fourth quarter, they ran a total of 13 plays for negative 17, negative 22, negative 15 yards. Rutgers' last five possessions, negative 15 yards and 12 plays. That is incredible. Just absolutely incredible by Iowa. And look at Iowa in the second half. First drive, a punt. Five plays, 13 yards, punt. Then five plays, 54 yards, field goal. Nine plays, 54 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 44 yards, field goal. Three plays, nine yards, touchdown. That was set up by the interception return. And then Iowa took a knee after seven uh, plays and 44 yards. So that was probably, what, two plays and 40 yards before the kneel downs. I mean, that second half offense by Iowa is as good as they've looked um, this season. You look at the second half. Let's see if we can find the second half totals for Iowa. Um, 19 points for Iowa in the second half. 218 total yards. They ran for 101 yards. This is all in the second half. They were 9 of 13 passing for 117 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, no penalties, no penalties for the game for Iowa, by the way. 10 first downs in the second half. 4 of 8 on third downs for Iowa in the second half. 1 of 1 on fourth down. They ran 39 plays in the second half. That is getting it done for Iowa. Averaged 5.6 yards per carry in the second half. Rutgers averaging 
just one yards per carry. And uh, time of possession, second half, 20-36 for Iowa, 9-24 for the Scarlet Knights. Two of two on field goals for Iowa. Iowa punting just one time in the second half. The defense was fantastic. Jay Higgins leading the way, eight tackles, two solo, one for loss. Nick Jackson, another linebacker, seven tackles, one and a half for loss. Um, there was one sack on the day that belonged to Nick Jackson. So 38 total plays. You have your two linebackers as your top two tacklers with Logan Lee as your third leading tackler. That's fantastic. That is just fantastic. This was, this was a really, really good game. Let's hope that the strides we saw this offense take in the second half will be what we see from this team moving forward. Now, I would imagine that next week with Brett Bielema and Illinois coming in, they're going to play a little bit different brand of defense than what Rutgers played today. I would need to watch it again to be 100% confident, but just on my observations of watching it the first time through and thinking about this after the fact, Rutgers definitely uh, was heavy in the box, but they did not seemingly blitz as much as I would have expected them to, especially with how banged up Iowa's offensive line was coming into this game. Uh, Tyler Ellsbury playing quite a bit at center in this game. Um, as Logan Jones was uh, struggling. This was an offensive line that uh, three or four of the guys left the game last week. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, that offensive line was really good in pass protection today. I'm just surprised Rutgers wasn't more aggressive. And next week when Illinois comes to town, I would imagine they're going to be much more aggressive relative to blitzing uh, and disguising their blitzes coming from all sections of the field. So I don't expect the uh, pickings to be as maybe easy next week. But this was a, a solid Rutgers defense, very stout. Not a world beater, but Iowa put up 402 yards, and Iowa passed for 223. The first time all season that Iowa has thrown for over 200 yards in a game, and that came in game 10. Iowa first played 10 games in a regular season in 1965. I would imagine there's a chance that this is the first time in Iowa football history that an Iowa team failed to throw for at least 200 yards in its first nine games. Now, there might have been something in the late 60s and early 70s, the Lauterbur era, um, Burns, Cummings, things of that nature. But I doubt that since Hayden Fry took over, it took Iowa 10 games to throw for 200 yards for the first time. Obviously, we've done enough podcasts this season talking about how inept ineffectual and horrific that this offense has been. They were averaging just over 220 yards a game coming into this. No one this century has averaged that few yards per game. So you got to go back even farther. So we all know just how historically bad this offense is. This offense is so bad that it got the offensive coordinator fired uh, after six games of the season, or was it seven games of the season? Hell, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, we all remember that. And it took the athletic director and the president to fire the offensive coordinator, who was the head coach's son. And I firmly do believe that had they not done that, 
um, that Brian Ferentz would have been the offensive coordinator next year, that there would have been a lot of uh, end-of-season analysis, as Kirk talks about, and saying, you know, our quarterback was injured, our top two tight ends were injured, there's injuries all over the place, this wasn't representative of the offense, and it's unfair to fire Brian because of that. But the uh, AD and the off, uh, and the, uh, the interim AD and the president took care of that. But anyway, we've already talked a great deal about that. Deacon Hill. 20 of 31, 223 yards passing. And in the second half, I dare say he was effective. He was solid. He was a game-managing Iowa quarterback in the second half. That's the first time that he's looked comfortable playing quarterback for Iowa. Really bad interception to end the half. I would not have put him in that position to even make a throw there where you basically were looking to try to get into a two-score milker. You kick a field goal there, you're up 6 nothing. It would take Rutgers scoring a touchdown to actually beat you. When Iowa went up 3 nothing. I tweeted out, that's probably going to be enough today, and it would have been enough. Uh, I would have loved to have seen it 3 nothing. Those of you who are betting the 27.5 point under, you were probably feeling a little nervous there at the end. It's been a while since you've had that much juice. But, the, uh, but Iowa kneeled on the ball, and that was the way it went. LaShawn Williams, 13 carries, 63 yards, an average of 4.8. Caleb Johnson coming in late, 10 carries, 54 yards, a 27-yard run there at the end, 5.4 yards per carry. Jazz Patterson, 14 tough carries for 53 yards, 3.8. But uh, he had some runs that were very important that moved the sticks. Caleb Brown with two carries, two for 20 yards. Also, Caleb Brown on the receiving end. Last week was his first reception of the year. This game, three receptions, 27 yards, including a touchdown late in the game. That was Iowa's last uh, score of the game. He also had a two-point conversion that, you know, they they overruled it. But uh, anyway, uh, Ortworth, what is that, the eighth string tight end? had a 54-yard reception. And, you know, in the first half, I tweeted out, man, Rutgers is walking their safety. They're walking their safety so far down in the box. There are going to be some opportunities for deep-seam play action. It's just a matter of whether or not Iowa could execute those open looks that were going to be there. And to Deacon's credit, he was calm. He was cool. Threw a nice under-in-control pass. Ortworth grabbed it. Everybody was rushing to their rosters to see who number 48 was, freshman tight end, and that was a huge play. That was a big play when this game was absolutely in doubt. Um, Adam Estranga, uh, maybe the seventh string tight end. I'm joking. He's probably like only fifth or sixth. Uh, eight catches for 47 yards. Nico Ragaini, four catches for 48 yards. The aforementioned Brown, three catches, 27. LaShawn William, two for 24, including uh, a big 17-yarder out in the flat to get Iowa a first down when they were deep in Rutgers territory in the first half. That continued to move the chains. Very good. Again, Iowa, nine of 18 on third downs in this game. That was very, very important. Just do enough. 402 yards of offense for Iowa is a lot in this modern era of football. It's a solid effort, probably above average still. But, 
you know, going 9 of 18 on third downs, moving the chains, keeping Northwestern in really bad field position. Northwestern's average starting field position for this game on their 11 possessions was their own 23-yard line. Iowa was its own 36. Now, in the second half, Iowa's average field position was much better than that. Iowa's average yard gains on their uh, scoring drives, 37 yards. Um, or so, I'm sorry, all drives, 37 yards for Rutgers. And if I've said Northwestern in place of Rutgers several times, I apologize. For Rutgers, their average yards gain was nine. Um, wow. No 70-plus yard drives for uh, any team in, in this game. And just, man. So many amazing statistics for Iowa in this one. Most of them defensive, but you know what? Special teams, solid. Um, Drew Stevens was 3 of 4 on this day. Missed a 47-yarder, his first kick of the day, but then hit from 32, 43, 24. Torrey Taylor, just three punts, ladies and gentlemen, for 47.7 yards. Had a 50-yarder, one of them, inside, uh, inside the 20. Trying to look here at a few other, let me go to some of my comparison statistics that I enjoy seeing relative to Iowa's first downs. Uh, third down average yard to gain. Let's see if I can find that one here. Eh, it's not coming up, and honestly, uh, it's not a huge thing in this game that Iowa won. Here it is 5.3. Third and 5.3 was Iowa's average. That's not bad. Uh, Rutgers. 7.5. Iowa's average gain on first downs in this game, 5.4 yards. They had 31 first down plays and they gained 166. They gained just over 400 for the day and 166 on first. So that again, there's so many things here that just really may give you some positivity and some hope going into these last two games next week at home against Illinois, then at Nebraska to see if Iowa can get to 10-2. and two. Now, I, I think I'm going to go check the scoreboard out here real quick. Scores, Big Ten. I, I think Iowa's in position where they could lose one of these last two games and still win the Big Ten outright. Yeah, Purdue beat Minnesota today 49-30. to 30. Um, Nebraska lost to Maryland, and Wisconsin lost to Northwestern 24-10. to 10. Folks, that I saw someone tweet this. I haven't said that I want to see Kirk Ferentz done after this year. I have said numerous times that I felt that that's what would happen. I'm obviously not as confident about it anymore because of what Kirk recently said himself. But Wisconsin made that change to some version of an air raid, abandoning their identity and their history. They had 86 yards rushing today against Northwestern. They scored 10 points. They only had one turnover. They were minus one in turnovers, but Northwestern kind of did what they wanted to do against Wisconsin. Wow. So now you come back, you look at the Big Ten standings. Iowa is 5-2. and two. Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota now are all 3-4. and four. Wow. What a difference a week makes. Iowa could lose next week and beat Nebraska and still win the Big Ten West by a full game, sole possession outright. But we'll see how those things play out. But, man, 
my friend Billy Love is blowing up my phone, and he just – Billy Love was a high school quarterback now, back in the old Eastern Iowa Hawkeye Conference days. Billy Love and I been playing against each other in sports since we were in junior high, then got to know each other as adults here in Kansas City. Billy Love, West Liberty, right? West Liberty Comet. Big quarterback guy, and he is just continuing to pepper my phone with very positive things about Deacon Hill. Going to have to really contemplate and meditate on some of those. Hey, I'll let you get on with your Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Wasn't an ale-biter. First half is kind of what we felt the whole game was. And, man, Iowa exerted its will everywhere on that field today, defensively, offensively, special teams, no penalties. Multiple times that has happened this season, and, doesn't necessarily isn't a unique thing for Iowa per se. Total domination in all phases of the game and mental discipline as well. So congrats, Kirk, Brian, Phil. Go enjoy this one. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we now welcome into the Channel Seed Studios, my man Chad Winterboard. This is Hawkeye Sunday presented by Keller Manufacturing. Iowa picking up 22-0 win over Rutgers. Deegan Hill. Story of the game, probably the best game of his career yet. What do you think? Yeah, props to Deacon. Uh, he had probably his best game. Running game did, you know, did more than they needed to also. Um, so, yeah, you, you feel really good about maybe the direction they're heading. Um, I think a lot of times things are never as good as they seem and they're never as bad as they seem. I think we got to be a little bit careful um, this was still a tight game going in the fourth quarter. Um, it feels a lot better now when you look at 22 nothing, but um, clearly that interception helped add to it. But I, I think credit to the offense, story of the game is still the defense. That defense is just amazing and, and just huge props to that defense just week in and week out coming through for this team in a big way. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing. You don't give up any points. That's extremely tough to do. I think it was their first time since 2019 or something like that. So we've seen these Phil Parker defenses. They've been real good. Really so good. So let's stick yeah. with the offense. Yep. Brian Ferentz called a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like they were mixing stuff up a little bit more than than they have been. Um so, yeah, and, and and when Deacon's playing, I mean, I've been saying for weeks here, all Deacon has to do is just not turn the ball over. And he and he, he had the one turnover, but um, but he played much better. And, and when you've got a defense like this, that's all you have to do. That's all he has to do the rest of the season. They're, I, I was going to say they're going to be in the championship game. I can't guarantee that yet, but I, I think we all assume that they're going to make it now. A lot would have to happen for, for them not to make it. So um, I think – he just needs to continue to build off of this. And, and if he can build off of this the next two weeks, then then you feel at least better about going to the championship game, whether it's Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, so with this win, Iowa clinches a share of the Big Ten West, but it seems like it's all but locked up. With Iowa getting Illinois next week and then traveling to Nebraska the following week. Do you see any scenario that they're not in, in Indianapolis at the end of season? I mean, there's scenarios, but I, I, I would not put a penny on it. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's <laughs> hardly any chance they don't win one of these last two. So it's in my mind, they're going to be in the championship game. It's, it's going to take a miracle for that not to happen. Um, 
And then it's just boils down to, to me, can that defense, can they pitch a darn near shutout against the Michigan or Ohio state? Mm -hmm. Um, Even though the offense looked a little bit better today, you still don't feel great about them putting up a lot of points against either of those two teams. So can this defense come up with a huge game against one of those two teams to give yourself a shot? To me, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Chad, thank you for your time as always. This has been Hawkeye Sunday presented by Keller Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.